Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. It is so great to have you here with us on this Friday, June 3rd, 2022. Our show today brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I'm JJ Jackson, and I'm the host of this podcast. Follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts, as you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Also, make sure you subscribe on YouTube to watch our show daily. Thank you for making Lockdown Blue Devils your first watch and your first listen every single day. On today's show, my buddy Matthew Travis from Busting Brackets will stop by. The Duke men's basketball team received really exciting news last night as Tyrese Proctor, a five-star commit in their class of 2023, announced that he will reclassify and join the Blue Devils immediately. A major addition to the roster going into next season. We're going to talk about all of that on today's edition of the show. And let's now welcome in my good buddy, Matthew Travis from Busting Brackets. Uh, Matthew, it's a, a busy time of year all of a sudden because now we know kind of what this roster is shaping up to look like with the Duke men's basketball team. Hope you're doing well. And, uh, boy, that Tyrese Proctor news really came out of left field for everybody. Yeah, I mean, that was a complete surprise. We were talking a little before we started, and here we were thinking all we were going to be talking about was Trevor Keels and the news and – what that would mean for Duke. And here we are talking about Tyrese Proctor and what that means for Duke's roster next year, which should be a big boost, especially with Trevor Keels not coming back next year. But it'll be interesting to see how kind of that rotation works out with Jeremy Roach. And a lot of people forget Jalen Blakes is still there. He didn't really play much last year. He only made, I think it was like eight shots or something of that nature. But it'll be interesting to see how Jalen Blakes is implemented into the rotation, if at all, and then what kind of minutes Tyrese Proctor is going to get with Jeremy Roach back next year. So taking a look at Tyrese Proctor, an international prospect from Australia who really skyrocketed up the class of 2023 rankings. Duke already had the number one class in 2022. It only adds to it. And the awesome news for 2023 is that Duke still has – the number one class there. They dropped down to four commits, but there's still more scholarships open now to go and be active with the freshman coming in and Tyrese Proctor this year. He posted online last night a quote from Duke men's basketball and Tyrese Proctor, quote, the moment I stepped foot inside Cameron, I knew it was where I belonged. I'm ready to step up and face a new challenge where I maximize my development as a player and continue to grow on and off the court. Waiting a year to put on that Duke jersey was too long. After weighing options with my family and coaches, I'm excited to announce I'll be reclassifying up to the class of 2022. It'll be an honor to join Coach Shire's first team and represent one of the best universities in the world on the basketball court. Can't wait to get to work at Duke. End quote from Tyrese Proctor. Six foot four, really long wingspan, has been playing in the NBA Global Academy 
where we've seen a lot of young players excel and really transition over to the college game or set themselves up for a future professional career. Uh, this is great because the big concern that a lot of people had was if Trevor Keels doesn't come back, if A.J. Green doesn't transfer from Northern Iowa to Duke after a couple of visits to Durham, who's going to be there in your two-guard spot? Who's going to be there at the wing? And while Tyrese Proctor has a lot of ball handling and, and point guard run, at 6'4", and a great scorer, a great shooter. He truly is a great combo guard to complement Jeremy Roach out there. And now all of a sudden you feel really good because you still have the freshman Jaden Shute, who I've been telling people, don't sleep on this. It's a top 50 player any other school in America that had a player like Jaden Shute. They'd be thrilled to have him on the roster. And now you add Tyrese Proctor. It truly is the rich getting richer for this upcoming season. Yeah, I mean, everyone was talking about how good UNC is going to be next year with everyone they have coming back and the recruiting class they have. But Duke is going to Duke is going to fight to be right back to where they were and hopefully make that game on Monday night rather than getting eliminated in the Final Four. But Duke is going to have a very good team. Whenever you talk about a team that already had the number one recruiting class to begin with, and then you add a kid who is the fourth-ranked point guard in his class, reclassifying to join the team that – has a player coming back like Jeremy Roach, and then this already stacked recruiting class. It's going to be a very, very exciting team to watch next year. But like I said, it's going to be very interesting to see what the rotation looks like because the problem was the guards, and we weren't sure who was going to get playing time and how how much playing time they were going to get. But now, like you mentioned, you have Jaden Shute, you have – Jeremy Roach and now you have Tyrese Proctor joining so it's going to be very very interesting to see in his first year how John Shire works with the rotation is he going to be a 7-8 roster guy or excuse me 7-8 player guy like Coach K was or is he going to implement more of his bench and try and make a run with with a deeper bench because he will have somewhat of a deeper bench yes Duke lost a lot of players this year to the draft and that's going to hurt, but you, you, you have six players already coming and then you had a seventh in Tyrese Proctor. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see kind of how John Shire uses his bench and how he, how he's going to work with those guards. No kidding. I mean, it's a big question that needs to be answered and he's going to be ready to answer those questions. What does that rotation look like specifically for Duke men's basketball uh, going into next season. And when we read more about this last night, of course, Brendan Marks of The Athletic, Steve Wiseman of the Raleigh News and Observer, your big-time Duke beat writers, they had great profiles already ready to go for Tyrese Proctor. Adam Rowe, the Devil's Den, did a great job of sort of breaking the news and uh, putting it out there on the scene. So let's talk a little bit more about this. Tyrese Proctor is going to be a Blue Devil a year earlier than we thought. We'll continue our conversation in just a moment. Today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
as we welcome you back here to Locked On Blue Devils. My name is JJ Jackson, alongside Matthew Travis from Busted Brackets. He's done work with the Field of 68 Podcast Network. Uh, he's got a lot of Duke experience as well. Great basketball coverage for Matthew Travis over the years. So we're talking about Tyrese Proctor. And again, there was this panic mode that was amongst the Duke fan base about what is that rest of the roster going to look like? And as has become customary in John Shire's uh, year plus, yesterday we actually celebrated the one-year anniversary that Mike Krzyzewski announced his retirement. It seems like Shire, like Coach K, has always had a plan. And here's just the latest uh, the proof in the pudding, so to speak, that uh, we do have a plan and Proctor's going to come a year early. Yeah, I mean, Shire has been prepared for this. This is the entire reason Duke handled Coach K's retirement the way they did and the entire reason Coach K handled his retirement the way he did because he didn't want to surprise Duke with, oh, by the way, I'm retiring. He wanted John Shire to be able to recruit and have it be his team and now we see a team that might not be a top five team coming into the year, but they have the number one recruiting class and they're going to open the year with the national reigning national champion, Kansas Jayhawks. So we're going to really get a test of who this team is right at the beginning of the season with Kansas. And it's, I, for one, am very excited to see how, like I mentioned a minute ago, how he implements every, those guards, how many bench players he uses and I think it's going to be a really, really, really good Duke team that we're talking about come March. I, well, I hope come March at least. But I think I think we're talking about a really good team, and Tyrese Proctor certainly helps that. He's great. He, he is great at creating his own shots. He's really good at shooting. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see how many minutes he gets seeing he did re- reclassify if you remember a couple of years ago, Joey Baker reclassified and never really played at all. And he's transferring now because of that. But I don't, I don't think this is going to be one of those scenarios. Yes, they are ranked similarly when it comes to recruiting rankings in their initial class before they reclassified. But I think he's going to be implemented a lot more than Joey Baker was despite the similarities. And I think he's going to be a big help to the Duke team next year. Tyrese Proctor has had experience in the NBA Global Academy. He's a native, of course, of Sydney, Australia. Duke's last player from Australia was a fan favorite in Jack White that so many people loved and uh, had a a solid four-year career contributing to the Duke basketball team and playing professionally over in Australia. Teammates with Matthew Dellavedova, who had a big run in the NBA and won a championship alongside LeBron James and the Cavaliers. So, uh, anyway, Proctor, another Australian coming to play for Duke at 18 years old. There was conversation over the last few weeks in the recruiting world for Duke men's basketball. Like, wow, he's already graduated, and now he's just going to wait a full year to come over. Maybe he doesn't end up playing for Duke at all. We saw this very recently with Shaden Sharp at Kentucky, who came a year early halfway through this past season, never played for the Wildcats, was going to play this upcoming season, and then just said, you know what, I'm going to stay in the NBA draft, and Shaden Sharp will be a lottery pick. He's that good. So the idea of possibly not getting Tyrese Proctor was kind of a really quiet conversation over there. Not that he wasn't going to go to another school, but that he wasn't going to play college basketball at all. So now the idea that you do get him to come in and play is outstanding. We heard from Tyrese. I read the quote a little bit earlier in today's podcast. 
Here's what Coach Shire had to say. And, of course, all of this is taking place this week during K Academy. We're seeing a lot of former Blue Devils, as we always do back in uh, Grayson Allen, Javin Delorier, Jordan Goldwire just finished that, his past year. I thought year, that was interesting uh, myself. Oklahoma. He played for Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Goldwire, of course, four years at Duke, will always be a member of the Brotherhood. Uh, but kudos to him for using that extra year of COVID eligibility to go play somewhere else. And Goldwire got a workout with the Knicks a little bit earlier in the week, and now he's back uh, in, in Durham right now. Quinn Cook is having fun interviews again with Coach Shire on Duke Blue Planet, which is always great to see. But here's what John Shire had to say, quote, We've had extensive talks with Tyrese and his family over the last few weeks, and we are thrilled to be welcoming him on the 2022-2023 team. Tyrese has a special feel for the game with great scoring instincts who will add versatility, competitiveness, and high character of this team. He is such an advanced player with an international basketball resume that includes his NBA Global Academy experience, who is more than ready to take on this opportunity right now, end quote from John Shire. So Tyrese Proctor coming a year early. And, you know, we mentioned that Global Academy, the numbers, he averaged nearly 20 points. What the NBA does is they're able to take a look at some international prospects in these academies to know in the future who were guys worthy of drafting to make plans uh, in the future. We saw the likes of Santiago Vascovi for the Tennessee Volunteers was a big part of the NBA Global Academy. And now he's been starting in the SEC for Tennessee for several seasons. So we've seen a lot of success stories like this. I just think it's great to have a player that's got professional experience, so to speak, in an overseas setting to now be able to come and play college basketball and help your team right away. Without a doubt. I mean, whenever you have a player who has played at a, le- at a professional level and is doing this for a career, you know they're going to come in and at least make an impact in the locker room. Even if it's not on the court, they're going to bring that mindset and be able to help in the things we don't see that are on the court. But Tyrese Proctor is also going to be able to help on the court. I mentioned a minute ago, he's great at creating his own shots. You talked about his dribbling and his skill set, but he's a great, great shooter. And it's going to be, it's going to be fascinating to watch how he's used and how much of an impact he will have at Duke because I don't, I, I don't, I don't think he's going to start. I think that will obviously go to Jeremy Roach and you mentioned Jaden shoot a minute ago, but the start, the starting five is going to be one to watch. It might, it'll be interesting to see if Proctor does start with a three guard set or how how exactly that's implemented. But personally, I see him coming off the bench. But he will certainly provide a big lift for Duke off the bench. We've got a full picture look at the roster now for Duke men's basketball. It seems as we go into the 2022-2023 season, uh, which is great as we're here in June. Guys are arriving on campus. I mentioned it's K Academy Week, and we saw former Blue Devils there. We're also seeing current Blue Devils already on campus. I mentioned Jaden Shute. I mentioned uh, Mark Mitchell a little bit earlier in the week. He's there at K Academy, so uh, good to see those guys. Kyle Filipowski already donning the Blue Devil workout gear, and they're inside Cameron Indoor Stadium. So let's talk a little bit more about the Stukeman's basketball team as we continue to wind down on a Friday edition of Locked on Blue Devils. We have an important favor to ask of you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. 
This is a great opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like right now. So to get started, you need to go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. And with that in mind, take the survey, help us out. That's how you can get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thanks for your help. All right, welcome back into Locked On Blue Devils podcast here. JJ Jackson alongside Matthew Travis of Busting Brackets. Matthew, if you will, if someone's listening to us talk for the first time, you've been one of my favorite guests, a frequent guest here on Locked On Blue Devils. But give them a rundown of Busting Brackets, what they can find at that website, and kind of what you work on. So I mostly I provide coverage of Duke, kind of analysis of during the season, their games leading up to games, what the keys are going to be to win that game. And then stuff like the three takeaways from games, stuff like that. I provide a lot of coverage on Alabama and the SEC, the ACC as well. So kind of just a lot of stuff there. So follow along with busting brackets. They have every team you can imagine. And you can find me on Twitter at Matthew J. Travis. I talk a lot about Duke, a lot about a whole lot of sports. So you'll be able to find me there and, I work with the Field of 68 as their Kansas podcast producer. Um, so that's been fun. We interviewed Jay Self, or sorry, Bill Self a little while ago. So that was uh, interesting. But yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Matthew J. Travis underscore for everything I'm doing and everything of that nature. No doubt. Check out the great work over there. They do a great job at busting brackets. And I certainly love reading Matthew's work and what he's got. So in addition to the Tyrese Proctor news, in the stories that were put out there uh, about Duke men's basketball roster going into next season, there was another player added to the bunch as Duke got more experience in Max Johns, who will join the team as a walk-on. Who is Max Johns, you might ask? Well, he's played for Princeton the last three seasons in the Ivy League. He is a native of High Point, North Carolina, and went to Woodbury Forest High School. His career numbers, 71 games, 2.4 points, 1.2 rebounds and half assist per contest that he's been in there. So this is not a player that's going to contribute on the floor in any capacity more than likely for Duke men's basketball. But it is a D1 player who was at Princeton. Duke already had a Harvard grad transfer and Kale Catchings that's going to come into the mix for this upcoming season. So why not bring in more people to an elite academic institution like Duke that's got playing experience, Max Johns, at 6'3", 195. I mean, boy, oh boy, we, we had a busy day all of a sudden to discuss all the new players for Duke. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Duke is has essentially become an Ivy League pipeline for transfers <laughs> with Kill Catchings, now Max Johns, and we ha- we've had several others before as well. So it's it's interesting to see those Ivy League kids come to Duke. And while they might not make a huge impact, I think Kill Catchings might make an impact off the bench for Duke. But I don't think Max Johns is really going to see any playing time. I think he just wanted to be a part of the brotherhood and be a part of the Duke basketball program. But certainly a very busy day all of a sudden when we talked yesterday. It wasn't wasn't the case yeah. at all. But Tyrese Proctor, Trevor Keels, and now another transfer. So um, certainly, certainly a busy day. But like I mentioned, I don't think uh, 
Max Johns will be making too much of an impact for Duke this year. But always good to have bodies, always good to have experienced practice players to help you out, and and that certainly creates a lot of value in a locker room and a team. Uh, Duke lost Michael Savarino, who is Coach K's grandson, of course. He's going to go and get the chance to play somewhere elsewhere. He was a walk-on turned scholarship player, and so you need more practice bodies, and that's exactly what Duke Duke is doing with a player who has seen – Division one basketball playing experience, and he's a North Carolina native from High Point, so he gets the chance to come back to the state and play for the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, Patrick Tappé, a couple of seasons ago, he came over from Columbia. There's another Ivory League guy mm-hmm. uh, that's played for Duke over the past few seasons. So here we were today thinking that we're going to have a more um, deeper discussion about Courtney Ramey, the Texas transfer uh, that it seemed like Duke was interested in, and there might have been mutual interest there to come and transfer into the program. A very experienced player who had ties to Jay Lucas. He had ties to Chris Carowell. Felt like it made a whole lot of sense. But Duke had a plan all along, and Tyrese Proctor is going to come in a year early. So all in all, kind of give me your final thoughts on this Duke basketball roster going into next season. I know it's very early, Matthew, but uh, we love talking season, and that's what we're doing right now here in June. So your thoughts on this roster for Duke. I'm excited. Um, I'm more excited to see the play of our bigs coming into next year with Kyle Flipikowski, Dariq Whitehead, and Derek Lively. But I'm really, really excited about the guard play because that was something we were going to be – we were a little worried to see how we would – how we would adjust to not having Trevor Keels and how exactly our guards would adjust to getting the playing time they are. But it's going to, it's going to be a very good team from top to bottom from Jeremy Roach all the way down to the bench. But like I mentioned earlier, I'm the one thing I'm really excited to watch is how John Shire implements his bench because we know coach K like to use seven, eight guys max, but John Shire all of a sudden has a pretty deep team where he's going to be able to play eight, nine, maybe even 10 guys if he really wants to. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how exactly he implements those bench players, how many minutes he gives to each bench player, like uh, like Tyrese Proctor, like we just talked about, for example. But I'm really excited about this Duke team. I think it's it's a team that is capable of making a deep run into March in both the ACC tournament and the NCAA tournament. And I think it's going to be a team that brings Duke fans a lot of joy and happiness. So I'm, I'm certainly excited to watch it. Okay. Last question for you. And then we'll get out of here on this Friday. We now know that Trevor Keels is going to stay committed to the NBA draft process. He put out another message talking about how much he loves the brotherhood, loves Duke basketball, the fans, all of that, the Cameron crazies, and uh, they certainly echo those sentiments. We love Trevor Keels, excited for him to get this professional opportunity. Now, Duke has the chance to have five first-round draft picks. It has only happened once prior. Kentucky did it back in 2010. We are now 20 days away from the NBA draft as well. So we're getting closer. June 23rd is the big day on the calendar, but between Paula Bencaro, A.J. Griffin, Mark Williams, Wendell Moore Jr., and Trevor Keels. All five of those guys wait over these next 20 days to see where their professional basketball careers will get started. How awesome is this? How excited are you about the possibility of Duke having uh, five draft picks, and maybe five of them could be in the first round? 
I'm very excited. I think I think Duke has a great chance, like you mentioned, to have five fir- first round picks. But I'm I am a little upset. I would have loved to see Trevor Keels back next year for Duke, but I'm excited for him. He will be a first round pick. He, I I think he's around 26. That late first round, he got a late first round grade. But it would have been interesting to see if he did come back, if he would have been a lottery pick next year, because he certainly had the skill set to improve and to play his way into the lottery. But I I am excited. That's what is best for him. And I am excited to see where he winds up. But I think it will be that late, late first round. And it'll be interesting to see if Duke is able to get five first round picks because it was a very, very good basketball team last year. And they all five of them certainly deserve to at least be in the conversation to be first round picks. We know they're going to have at least three but um, it, it'll be very, very interesting to see how it unfolds and where where these players end up. I, I'm I hope Paolo ends up in OKC. I think it would be fun to watch him and Shai Gilgis Alexander play, and hope maybe even bring that team back to the playoffs after a rough, rough year. But they have a dozen picks over the next two years or where, however long. They, but they have a bunch of picks, so I'd love to see him end up there. But it'll be interesting to see who goes second and who goes third between him and Jabari Smith. But I'm very excited to watch a draft finally after last year. I don't don't really consider um, what's his name. Jalen Johnson. Yeah, I don't don't consider him a Duke draft pick. But and then the year before that, we didn't even have any first round picks. Right. Um, so I'm once again excited to watch draft and see where these Duke players end up. Let's see what happens as we get into draft season. It's going to be certainly exciting. Matthew, as always, I really do appreciate uh, your time. Give a plug one more time for Busting Brackets and where people can follow their work. If they're watching us on YouTube, you can see that Twitter handle. But if you're listening to the podcast, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at MatthewJTravis underscore. You'll find Duke Analysis, all my articles and everything of that nature there. So, yeah, MatthewJTravis underscore on Twitter. Appreciate the time as always, buddy. We'll talk again soon, okay? Thank you for having me. All right. That's my buddy Matthew Travis with Busting Brackets joining us here on Lockdown Blue Devils today as we get set to wrap up the show here on this Friday. Make sure you follow and subscribe our podcast for free on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. If you will, if you're listening on the Apple Podcast platform, leave us a five-star rating and review. Type out a written review for us. It means the world when you take the time to do that. I've got a couple of five-star Friday shout-outs to give here today. Uh, Nacho Taco 487 left a review, said, Amazing podcast, five stars. This is a great podcast, and J.J. Jackson does remarkable work. I greatly enjoyed the show. Nacho Taco 487, I appreciate that. Uh, Real Swaggy B said, Great show, five stars. Really enjoy the insight, all the Duke talk you could ever want. You can get a shout-out on Locked On Blue Devils. All you have to do is, is leave us one of those five-star ratings and reviews on the Apple Podcast platform. If you're watching on YouTube, share this video with your friends, like, and subscribe. And then one final important announcement to remind you of. As we are here in June, we are in off-season mode with the Locked On College channel. So all college shows are going to go to three days a week instead of the five-days-a-week format here for the next few weeks. Going to get a little bit of a break, uh, dial down the content just a little bit, but we'll still have new episodes for you three days a week, every single week, 
over the next few weeks. So thank you once again for making Locked On Blue Devils your first listen each and every day. My name is JJ Jackson, proudly serving as your host of Locked On Blue Devils. Thank you and good day.